KBTC, a viewer-supported community service of Bates Technical College. From KBTC Public Television Studios in Tacoma, Washington, it's the Northwest Now podcast. Each week, we take a closer look at the people and issues that affect all of us here in Western Washington. So sit back, relax, and join the conversation with your host, Tom Lason. With more than a decade of increases behind us, did the Pierce County Economic Index roll over in 2022 and head downward? What's the outlook for 2023? That's part of our discussion with Tacoma Pierce County Chamber of Commerce CEO Andrea Ray. Plus, the Safe Boat Company's new Mark VI patrol and combat boat is under construction, just part of the revitalization of the Port of Tacoma's boat building tradition. We'll take a closer look at what Safe Boat is working on and what the CEO's comments are about workforce. Our annual look at the Pierce County economy is next on Northwest Now. Every year, the Tacoma Pierce County Chamber of Commerce releases the Pierce County Economic Index, or PCEI, report. I helped go through the data at the annual Horizons Breakfast with Dr. Neil Johnson, who crunches all the numbers from the previous year and then tries to read the tea leaves for the year ahead. For the past decade, all the trend lines were headed up. Well, the numbers for 2022 are in, and the Pierce County Index is down 1.5% with income, spending on cars, retail sales, and real estate down, and unemployment starting to creep up a little bit. Still, though, despite interest rate hikes, the consumer and housing, while down, have hung in there, and we really haven't seen the local economy aggressively roll over yet. One of the bright spots has been the Port of Tacoma, where several new boat building operations are hiring skilled workers, including a company called Safe Boats. Inside a nondescript gray metal building at the end of the peninsula formed by the Heilbos and Blair waterways at the Port of Tacoma, the crew at Safe Boats is hard at work on the largest vessel the company has ever built, the 85-foot-long Mark VI patrol boat, being readied for use by the Ukrainian Navy. It will be armed with uh, MSI 30mm cannons. Um, it also is armed, or capable of being armed with a number of other um, both remotely operated and crew served weapons. Um, it's, a, it's basically a small warship. Um, it's been in service with the U.S. Navy. Uh, the Ukrainian Navy will be the first foreign military to operate the Mark VI patrol boat. Um, but it's a fairly heavily armed, extremely capable multi-mission boat. Uh, so it can be used for infrastructure protection, uh, for escort, for special forces. Um, really, it's a kind of Swiss Army knife of boats. A half dozen of these Mark VI patrol boats will be sent overseas to protect Ukrainian assets from the Russians, just part of the largest backlog of boat building in Safe Boat's 25-year history, and perhaps the start of a new line of business for the recently reopened Tacoma plant. The nice thing about the Mark VI patrol boat for SAFE is that it is now the stepping stone to other large craft that we expect to build here in the port of Tacoma. Uh, so we're looking at other larger patrol boat programs uh, for the U.S. as well as for foreign militaries. Um, we're also investing heavily in pursuit of um, vessels to support the emerging offshore wind industry. So there's going to be an explosion of demand for vessels uh, built in the United States to serve offshore wind farms. 
It was the Mark VI contract that allowed safe boats to reopen in Tacoma. And when you listen to company CEO Richard Schwartz, it's clear the economic development machine in Pierce County has been firing on all cylinders. Tacoma offered both um, proximity to kind of the West Sound and Kitsap County workforces. Um, so, you know, we have access to a, a broad set of, of skills and people in this area. Um, the Port of Tacoma was very supportive um, and had a facility that was available that was um, close to the water to allow us to launch and retrieve vessels. Um, and, and also a facility that had the size and um, the infrastructure to support building vessels um, like the Mark VI patrol boat. Schwartz says the company has suffered through higher prices and long wait times for materials, but has adapted with longer-term planning and purchasing, and early indications are that 2023 will see materials prices flatten. With boats delivered to 70 countries now, business has been good enough to interest employees in an ESOP, an employee stock ownership plan. That's part of the company's overall plan to work with local high schools, community and technical colleges, and consulting organizations on skills development and building the local workforce. That is the top priority for 2023. Workforce is critical for safe boats. Uh, we have about 240 people today. Uh, we expect to be uh, about 300 people by the end of this year. Um, and most of those new employees will be here in the Port of Tacoma working in this facility. Um, so finding skilled trades people, um, the crafts people who really build uh, our boats um, is a big challenge for us. Um, so both proximity to a workforce in this area, but also that support from local agencies and entities to, to help us with training and recruiting um, is critical because we can get materials, we have the facility, but if we don't have those skilled craftspeople, um, we're not building boats. Last year, longtime Tacoma Pierce Chamber President Tom Pearson ended his tenure with the organization. Now, the past president and CEO of the Seattle Southside Chamber of Commerce, Andrea Ray, is in that position. And we're pleased to have her as our guest tonight. Andrea, thanks so much for joining us here on Northwest Now. I want to start talking about the Horizons Breakfast, which is the Chamber's big event every year, uh, a big fundraiser, but also a great opportunity for people to come in and really get a feel for what's going on in the local economy um, with both national and regional and local speakers, um, which is one of the reasons I think it's so, so valuable. Um, this was your first one. You just intended it. Um, what was your impression of the support of the business community? Yeah, I appreciate it. So grateful to be here and serving this amazing, wonderful community. My impression is it was sold out. So the interest, that, that hunger of the business community to want to access that information about what is happening with our local economy, what is on the horizon that businesses can expect as they look forward to what 2023 is going to bring, um, that was a huge takeaway businesses need, want that information. And then the second takeaway is just how excited people are to get back together. We've spent so long in virtual events and you know webinars, and here is an opportunity for us to gather together as a community, meet and greet, build those relationships, strengthen those relationships. It's a fundamental human need to connect and engage together. And that those are my two takeaways, that need and that desire for the information and that need and that desire for, for human connection. Yeah, the, the difference between a, a Zoom meeting and, and a room 
um, full of people. <laughs> it's a different, <laughs> all talking, it's a different, much different energy. dynamic. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. So uh, Dr. Neil Johnson and I, uh, I help him um, present his annual read on the PCEI, the Pierce County Economic Index, which takes a pile of data and condenses it into one index where we can see year over year how, how the economy is doing. Well, for the first time in a long time, down 1.5%. So is it serious yet? I love that question. Is it serious? I would say, I mean, it's always serious, right? We are always looking at how dynamic our economy is, and especially for the business community, what we thrive most is in that you know, predictability. So knowing that we are looking at a little bit of a, of a downturn you know, is serious and is cause for preparation. Again, it is a horizons and we are also always looking forward. And when we start looking at, you know, what does that forecast look like? It, that's, you know, the forecast is going up 1.6%. So it's, so it's a little bit of this kind of um, reset um, yeah. for, you know, a little bit more of a, we hope, uh, stabilization of, of the local economy with so much dynamic fluctuations happening in the past. I think we're looking forward to that post-pandemic reset and more of a, of a settling in kind of the business community and, and quite frankly, the, the, all of the community of the world kind of taking that deep breath, that collective kind of reset opportunities. So, yeah, you know, assets are being revalued. I mean, you know, the interest, interest rates are going up. Money's not free anymore. So there is, if we can kind of do this reset, I think you suggest without a crash, that's, that's, I think that's what we're all looking at is, is that roller coaster just starting to do this or is it just going to be, what's, what's the shape of that going to be, I guess. Right. And it yeah. looks like the shape of it is pretty flat. And mm -hmm. so that's what we're hoping for, and that's what, what what we're predicting. And sometimes flat is good, right? Sometimes <laughs> flat is good. I, I, you know, I would be I would be happy with you know, no news is good news, yeah. right? You know, that opportunity to just like I said, just kind of reset, restructure. I was interested to find in the data too that the in the PCI that while the prediction for 2023 sees us um, the roller coaster maybe going up a pinch, one point. 6%. We also end up with a 6% unemployment rate in Tacoma and Pierce County. I am having a hard time balancing those two ideas that we're doing a little better, but employment might go up, uh, unemployment might go up. Um, but then I'm thinking, well, maybe that helps with labor force. I'm, I'm trying to kind of connect those dots. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I appreciate that. I think that, again, it, ki it all comes back to this, this reset. And so when we're looking at the labor market, we know that for the last couple of years, it very much has been a, a workers market. Uh, I, I dislike the term uh, quiet quitting, uh, but that's, you know, we went from great resignation to quiet quitting. And I think now what we're going to see is, is more of that opportunity coming back into the labor market. It's going to be less of a, of a workers market and it will be resetting some. What I also appreciate in the report is that the index looks at what is that labor force participation rate. And so as unemployment you know, does go up a little bit of a tick, we also see that participation rate you know, go down. And so dialing in a little bit more on those questions about, well, why are less people participating? In you the, read my mind. <laughs> in the, right? How are people, how can people quit their jobs or quietly quit and make it? 
I think that what we have seen, again, post-pandemic, are, are families making different choices. Um, so when you're looking at, you know, before the pandemic, maybe people worked two or three, you know, part-time jobs and they were able to you know, pay for daycare and then that daycare closed mm. and then well now i don't have to work that third part-time job to pay for the daycare we're going to resettle reevaluate you know restructure our lives so that we can maybe do more with less mm -hmm. and so there is a lot of data on you know where are those skilled jobs and where are the unskilled jobs are are people leaving the unskilled labor market to do other things what what are those things diving into a little bit more of of that information i think is is really key when we start to be thinking about what does that five ten you know twenty year plan look like when with education workforce development with that realignment of you know what are the business needs of today and and tomorrow look like with how we're producing that that pipeline of, of skilled workers and, and I think tying your two ideas together there the reset in terms of business operations um, financing there's that reset but families and individuals also were doing a little reset too we're all so setting. that word really applies on both sides of that employment equation, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what are local businesses owner, business owners telling you about all the things in the news that we hear typically characterized as headwinds? We've got inflation and supply chain problems, and we, you talked about the labor piece a little bit, but all those things that seem to be working against them, is some of that gonna ease up, do you think? Um, what are those headwinds looking like in a higher interest rate environment? Um, talk a little bit about that. Small businesses in the business community always have headwinds, and I they're feel like, like farmers. It's always right? a rough all, year. Right? I mean, always. Yeah. And you know, I think about you know, my dad was a small business owner. He, you know, it was you know, every day it's another challenge. Um, and some of those challenges, you you know, you can see are coming, like inflation. You know, my uh, my credit's gonna you know get this hit. Um, like the job market, it's gonna be harder for me to you know hire and you know retain quality employees. And then there's the things that no one can predict, you know, like a pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. And so it is this constant juggle and equation that every small business owner is making with how do you have the time, have the space to be able to navigate around the, the obstacles that and the barriers that are there that you know of and make space for those unforeseen things that will just always happen. Yeah. That is a huge part of you know what we do at the chamber is is help provide that technical assistance, help provide that that navigation for look this is what works best for most. Yeah. Um, let's let's connect you, let's get you those resources, let's let's help you navigate around that. So yes, absolutely. Um, you know supply chain challenges. I used to always buy my you know to go boxes from this company. Now they're out of to go boxes. I still do 60% of my you know service is you know to go and and takeaway orders. Where, where am I going to find, you know, that next supplier, right? So that it's, it's a pretty consistent issue, supply chain challenges, workforce issue challenges, inflation challenges. We know about all of those. I say bring those on. We can help people navigate around a lot of that stuff. It's, it's 
how do, how do we prepare and keep that space for, for the unknown that we also know is going to be coming at us? You talked about the Chamber's role and the Chamber's business there in terms of connecting um, you know, suppliers and providers and, and vendors and just having that general connectivity um, throughout the Pierce County business community. Let's talk about Chamber business a little bit. Um, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about equity and inclusion, which I know has been a major focus of, of the Pierce County um, Chamber for a while. Um, that is an overlay onto the whole COVID reset piece. Talk a little bit about some of the initiatives taking place there. Yeah, absolutely. It really is the lens through which we are, are filtering all of our operational and, and programming work. So specifically, we work and partner with the county and their program for the Pierce County Business Accelerator. That's a phenomenal program that takes women, veteran, BIPOC business owners, helps provide them with the tools and the resources that they need to make their small business successful. We know that when they are successful, our community is successful. How do we create you know, and support more entrepreneurship? That's truly the American dream and a wonderful way to build generational wealth because then you as a small business owner, again, thinking back to you know, my childhood and my family, my dad was a small business owner. I also, I always had a job, right? You know, you're providing jobs for family, you're providing jobs for the community. More of that money stays within the community. That's good for, for all of us. So programs like that, the PCBA program, SpaceWorks and our Black Business uh, Investment Program, mm -hmm. also really encouraging more storefronts on Hilltop. You know, that's huge. How do we guard against displacement as we continue to see more development and certainly redevelopment in different areas? Areas in, in Tacoma and Pierce County. How do we how do we guard against that? How do we create more commercial affordability? Create that that space. And then of course we for local entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean absolutely. It's 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 supporting and building uh, what you have at home. Economic right. development. You know, eighty percent retain and support what you have here now. Yeah. That is, we always want the big sexy you know company coming in and knocking everybody's socks on, but it's growing your own where the real... That's, that's exactly, that's the yeah. that's in, that's, nuts and bolts of it. And we have larger companies like Comcast that are investing in our community through their Thrive program, uh, through Rise program. So it's it really is about how are we reducing barriers, increasing access, putting money, tools, and resources into the pockets of people where maybe they haven't had that opportunity before. You mentioned SpaceWorks. There's been some changes there. What's going on with SpaceWorks, one of your training programs downtown? What's happening? Yeah, absolutely. So again, I think, you know, reset is maybe the theme for 2023. SpaceWorks is doing a little bit of a reset too and rethinking the, the space that they have downtown for their co-working space, wanting to have a new opportunity to have a first floor ground level you know, studio space, but also along with the studio space, that need for micro retail, um, and you know, selling and, and vending, and how are we how are we doing all of that together? So I would say, although we've left the current space, that means that we're we're which resetting. was above street level. It was above street yeah. level, and 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 hard to access yeah. sometimes, right? You know, so how yeah. how and where we go next? 
you know, we want to be able to really, you know, fulfill that mission of, of space work, supporting the creative economy, supporting entrepreneurship, and having and finding a better space to be able to do that is, is part of the, the long-term vision and, and plan for and space And encouraging that, that maker ethic and some of that dynamism that's, that comes that's along. Exact, that's exactly, and yeah. that, that co-working environment yeah. where, you, where people can, again, like you talked about, that synergy that, that happens, you know, when people are working together and, you know, being part of that, that same community. So we're talking about downtown a little bit, and in years past, um, prior to your arrival um, at the, the chamber, one of the consistent themes along with workforce and everybody getting on 167 and driving north was we had have no class A office, but well, we have some. We need more class A office space in Tacoma. Oh my gosh, that's killing us. That's why we're not getting big things. Do you think maybe that's not a problem anymore with the advent of remote work, some of this resetting taking place? Um, what are your thoughts about that? Is that kind of falling off the radar or not? Am I trying to appease myself that we don't have the class A we need. No, I, I think you are right in a lot of ways, right? We have fundamentally shifted, you know, how we approach work, how we think about work from that perspective of the family, the family unit, how are how is the family working? Um, but then also, you know, how is how is office, you know, what does what does the workplace look like and, and how has that reset? So I'm excited and I'm encouraged by some of the development happening in downtown Tacoma to convert office space to residential space. We know we have a housing crisis. Housing is a huge part of business attraction and economic development. Businesses want to relocate places where it's a livable, thriving community where there's affordable spaces to live. So creating more product, creating more spaces for people to live. And but residential, not necessarily pounding the table for class A office. I mean, I think I think we can pound the table for all of it. I think, okay. we, I th I think, I think that we need to, to compete and we need to to be available and open to the opportunities that, that come our way, and we also need to seek out those opportunities. But it's an exciting opportunity when we're looking at welcoming more residents downtown. What does that look like when people are living here, when it's not a Monday through Friday, you know, nine to five vibe downtown, but it is a 24 seven, you know, type of environment with restaurants and, and shopping and you know, exciting activity, walkability. Provides a nice segue. We all want to have that vision of a nice downtown with walking and shopping. Uh, there, unfortunately, there's a little thing that's gotten in the way lately called crime. Uh, Tacoma Police Department it, uh, has got a new emphasis going with uh, property crimes. Business owners, a small group of them in a couple of different independent ways have come together trying to encourage um, city leadership to, to take crime um, I think they take it seriously, take it more seriously. Uh, we've had Chief Avery Moore on this program talking about it. What is the Chamber's position on crime in Tacoma and the Central Business District? How do you see it on your, where do you rank it on your list of problems? And is there anything the Chamber can do to, and how, how are you engaging in this to, to help the business community? Crime and public safety is economic development and the chamber is focused on economic development and equitable economic development. So it is huge. Are we encouraged by the emphasis patrols and some of the work that's happening? Yes, absolutely encouraged. Can we and do we expect more? Yes, all crime is, is unacceptable and we need to do more together as a community to say that this is, this is not okay. Public safety is also a team sport. 
we all take some responsibility in creating safe communities and safe places to live, work, and play. And the chamber is absolutely part of the conversation, part of that solution finding for how do we create safer places is it uh, activation of, of public spaces in, in new ways. That That's something we can do. Tough question. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in the resolve of the city of Tacoma? I think, oh, absolutely. Okay. I, I, I believe 100% that, you know, as a, as a community and as a city that we are going to find the solution. And I think in general, we have to believe that tomorrow is going to be better today. If I didn't, in terms of what yes. the administration is delivering and talking about, though, do you have faith in the city leaders? Yes. To solve this, okay. I think again, city leaders are not in this bubble by themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, off. You know, trying to solve this problem. We, as a community, need to come together to solve the problem. So I would say, do I do I expect? my city leaders to, to do this without input or without support uh, or without the business community coming to the table? No. I expect that we need to and should play a vital role to come up with the solutions that will actually work and start to move the needle. What, what's cool for 2023? I know we're in this big reset and we talked about some of the headwinds, but is there anything good in the works? Is there anything to look forward to? I think there's a lot to look forward Not to. Not generally, specifically. Spe so specifically, <laughs> we are really excited about getting our advocacy work back. So again, there was so much that happened during COVID, so much of that reset that was, you know, how do we support our small businesses to get them through the pandemic? And so, so much of that advocacy work was directly in pandemic response. Now we are getting back to business and thinking about how do we continue to advocate for those issues that matter most. So with legislative session, you know, continuing at the state, looking at what this is our legislative agenda, how do we continue to push forward supporting entrepreneurship, supporting educational workforce development, supporting housing, you know, equitable economic development. You mentioned, you know, crime and public safety. You know, how are we really moving the needle and getting back to work, getting kind of back to basics with that advocacy work? So I'm excited about our GAC getting back together and, and getting the community together to continue to have those conversations and be more strategic with our advocacy work. I'm excited about doing more long-range planning and, and not just thinking about how are we going to get through this next week, how are we going to get through this next month, but what is our three-year plan as an organization and as a community, what's our five-year plan, you know, what's our what's our 10-year plan, and actually putting the work into place to get that. So I'm excited about being in a place where we are getting back to work, kind of getting back to basics and the opportunity to be able to do that, and finally at a place where we can start to look forward, where we can plan for and anticipate and welcome a brighter future. Tacoma and Pierce County were always the kind of places that were among the first to plunge into a recession and the last to climb back out of it. The bottom line, things have changed. With a more diversified employment base and years of investing in training, apprenticeships, infrastructure, and the quality of life, the hope is that it will become the kind of place that doesn't necessarily have to crater during a downturn.